0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the stress podcast, I have the utmost pleasure today to welcome Dr. Patrick Porter for the third time to the stress podcast. And I'm really, really excited as always, Mm -hmm. to talk with you about brain tap neuroplasticity and stress. How are you today, Dr. Patrick Porter? I'm doing
1: doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yes. And we've been working together now. I think the first time I interviewed you was in December 2019. And after that podcast interview, we uh, um, got to talking more about, obviously, Braintab, what Braintab is doing. And we started a collaboration um, working together on the Peak Performance Method program, the 10-week program that I have, and um, having actually audio Braintab uh, visualizations i would call them or meditation we don't really want to call it meditations but um applications in -hmm. order to help the participants of my program actually bring um their new learned insights more into the subconscious mind and it's been super super powerful and super successful we've had um uh, a lot of participants over the last two years participating in the program we have over 65 i think at this point and we've also were able to collect some research data and we were able to prove that with brain tap um, with brain tap because in the first in the very first research study that we did together we actually did a split test between people that did brain tap and then half of the group didn't do brain tap and so it was really interesting to see those insights because we were actually able to prove that the people that did brain tap were having even higher responses and changes to their stress levels, to their sleep, um, to their sleep quality, depression, anxiety, productivity, and mindset. Um, I think the, the most powerful one was depression, because we were able to reduce it by over 70% in our um uh, by our for our participants. So that was super, super powerful. And so we've been working together over the last two years on those research insights. And I'm really excited to have you today to talk with you a little bit more about the theory of stress and resilience. But I know I'm I'm just <laughs> chatting away, um, but I'll just want to give you a chance for those people that haven't heard um, you speak before on the podcast, maybe to uh, um, have you give a quick introduction of who I am and what you're doing in your life.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm Dr. Patrick Porter. I'm the founder of BrainTap. Um, the, I've been doing um, like neuropsychology, I guess we would call it today, since the 80s. Uh, but in 2014, I was able to put it all together into a miniaturize everything into a little headset. And now we 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 display that through. We call it brain fitness, where we help people mm-hmm. think, sleep, and perform better. So that's where you come in. Is and of course you can't perform better if you're not thinking or sleeping better. But we want to get people sleeping again uh, because of, uh, sometimes what what we give up in the pursuit of all of this monetary gain or professional power or whatever it is is we give up our life in, in exchange for sleep and 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 treating family poorly. So we want to make sure there's a good balance there. I mean, there's plenty of time during the day to have it all, but you have to balance that out and and do that. So I think my I've been in this field really my whole life. My dad was a a psychologist and he got help using a meditation technique called the Silva method, uh, where we used a technology driven meditation using a sound, using what they call the Silva sound to create alpha. And then I kind of went on beyond that and used electronics, which was my my undergraduate, and then I went to school for, for psychology. So that kind of brings you up to date.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you uh, wrote really many books as well in your life. How many books in total? Yeah,
1: We have nine books that I've written and uh, 13 others I've co-written with people. Um, wow. And we have, uh, we last count, we had over 45 books that had a chapter or more on brain tap in them. So a lot of the neuro uh, psychologists and then uh, really a functional neurologist, are really coming on board. I don't know if since we've talked um there was a group that I remember back in 2014 I tried to get into their conference and they told me that our device was just a gadget, you know, they didn't think it was going to work. Uh uh-huh. during 2020 they actually gave me a lifetime achievement award in functional neurology uh because uh-huh. of the brain tap because they had proved uh, and it kind of echoes one of the things we just uh, proved out in one of our studies for tra- for traumatic brain injuries. We had between 30 and 70% improvement in all neurological markers one year after the study. So we wanted to show we, we, of course you get improvement while you're in therapy, but what happens a year later? Mm -hmm. And what we showed is recovery is so important. Just like anything else you, you can work really hard. You know, the old saying play hard, work hard. Well, what they're really saying is work hard, do something to relax <laughs> you know <laughs> a yeah. lot of people miss that part they they give up their their enjoyment of life in the pursuit of uh, monetary gain so we want to make sure that there's a balance there
0: yeah um so actually i have a question for you on that how do you how did you deal um, with those rejections and those people that didn't believe in it as you were building this business
1: well i just remember back to my high school dances you know, you, I get a lot of no's there too. So you just have to wait till somebody says yes. You know, it was, and what I, what I figured was maybe I can't get to the big doctors yet, but I, I have them all now. They all, they love mm-hmm. brain tap. Now we're in most of the neuro centers across the country, but I figured I'll just go prove it out. You know, I'm one of those people that I, I don't get deterred. I'm, I, I guess I'm not smart enough to know if I've lost or not. I just keep going. I just figured somebody's going to, I'm a firm believer that the universe in general is conspiring with me for my success. That if something shows up, that's a roadblock, it either means I need to work on myself. Even when I went in business for myself, if I didn't have a full schedule of clients, I did a, I would do a session with myself because I figured it must be me. It can't be the message. It can't be what I'm doing. It's got to be something within me. And I, I always felt that when I take personal responsibility, it's much better and, my thought was I'm not showing them enough evidence. So now we've got, we have 11 different studies we just published. We have 12 more in the works right now. Yours is an ongoing study that we can keep adding to. So we just want to keep proving to people. The main thing is that we are resilient as a a people and we have the capacity to do far more than what other people are telling us. It's just our learning systems are so outdated that, you know, we're, we're being judged by the 1800s instead of by, you know, the 21st century learning models that we have out there.
0: Yeah, and BrainTap has over 6 million downloads to date or place. Yeah, yeah. So that's incredible. Congratulations. I remember when we were mm-hmm. um st- starting to work on this. Um there were yeah. far less obviously. Um so it's really cool to see how it's it's wonderful to have these kind of partnerships over longer periods of time. Um because you just see each other grow and see each other um evolve into um what what you're really meant to do. So mm-hmm. um that's really great and um One of the things that I wanted to talk with you today about is the theory of stress and resilience, because I saw that you were talking on this topic um, at one of the virtual and online conferences, And I was like, ah, this is such a cool topic. I'd love to dive with you deeper into that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Well, we can have, it's kind of like sharpening a saw. You can either do, do something to sharpen the saw and make it more powerful, or you can dull the saw. Right. So there's different ways to do it. When we think of stress, resiliency and stress is we can actually become more resilient under stressful conditions if we have the right attitude around it. You know, if, you know, the old saying that that which doesn't kill me makes me stronger, you know, that's how they got the Marines to uh, take all, imagine they took away their clothes, they took away their identity, they took away their hair, you know, all these things. And when they get done with boot camp, these guys can go after machine guns. I mean, they don't—they don't even know because they that stress actually molded them. You know, they—they they have a saying: it takes ten weeks to make a marine. You know, we don't have the—we don't have the capacity to, or most people don't have the wherewithal to go to a ten-week boot camp to retrain their brain. But life itself gives us a lot of opportunities. And I think what's missing in the stressful conditions is you can't totally. When you think about the sympathetic and, and parasympathetic system, you can't just all the time be in sympathetic drive, uh, which is what most business people are in. You know, they just want to go, 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 go. You, you know, they, they, they have a belief that the more you do, the better you're going to get paid off and all of that. And the reality is that we've got to have that time to really gather ourselves together together reboot. Those people that are most successful now, whether it be a sports, uh, you know, somebody who's really big in sports or in industry, they usually have some kind of meditation. They have some kind of way to get rid of that stress. And it's the periods of recovery that allow the brain to go, wow, that stressful. event. It might happen again. How can we make our brain, our body, our life better so that we're more capable? I have a with my, with my background, the way I grew up, was you never prayed to avoid stress. You prayed to God that you'd have the ability or capacity to handle it, right? So mm-hmm. most people, if, if you look at that stressful event, instead of as a challenge, you look at it as a threat, that threat actually causes a cascade of the activities in the subconscious and in your neurophysiology that causes you to handle that situation less than before because it doesn't think you've empowered it. But I mean, could you imagine a professional weightlifter going to the gym and complaining about lifting weights? They wouldn't last very long. You know, Mm -hmm. they're stressing out their body physically, and we need to look at the same thing for our mental stress. And if we can do that, we start building, the brain is a servo mechanism, goal striving. So, but it's goal striving based on the data we put in. You know, the old saying, junk in, junk out. You know, we, we need to clean up the junk, right, and defrag our hard drives and, you know, do all of this. And I think that's what meditation, relaxation, things like brain tap do. Um, and just to so that those that didn't know about your, your program, what we tell people is we want to move people from different states, from an unknowing state to a knowing state. There's a lot of stress when somebody joins a program like yours and says, Hey, this is a peak performance program, you know, and then they don't going, even consider
0: oh. myself a peak performer
1: <laughs> right. I do this all the time. <laughs> right. So people go, people go, How they got to compete with that. Right. They, mm-hmm. they want to know. So it's basically what most people who perform at the highest level, they do things everybody else can do. They just do it consistently and they don't, you know, they don't, um, it's kind of like I always show a picture when I'm doing a presentation of two girls on a roller coaster. It's a great picture. One girl looks like she's about to get sick. You know, she's on the roller coaster. The other one's smiling and having a great time. And I go, yeah. this is the same situation, but their physiology is taking it totally different. If you're if you're the girl that, that and the, in the picture that I'm describing that's screaming and scared to death, well, I wouldn't get we'll on another mean. roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to make sure whatever roller coaster you get on that you... You know that it's not always the destination; it's the journey. And, mm. I, and what I know about most peak performers, I know is they enjoy the journey just as much as the destination. In fact, some of them don't like to finish something because then they got to start something new. Because they love the they love that uh, newness and they love the unknown and the stress. Where some people just want to be consistent; they just want to know, hey, I come in, I click the time clock. And I get my break at 10 o'clock and my break at 12, you know, and three, and then I'm out the door at five. I don't have to think about it again. So, but that's, that's not the world we're living in anymore. We're in a world that's high impact, um, a lot of information. Connected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, so what if somebody is listening right now and thinks, well, I am, you know, As you were talking about the Marines, I'm actually pushing myself to become a peak performer because I'm not taking breaks and I'm just pushing my resilience. What if they see that as a part of building resilience? Is that a a healthy way to look at it? Or would you still tell them, hey, you you still need relaxation?
1: (laughs) No, they've done study after study. And they show that if you can have times of, you have times that are, in fact, you talk about it in your course, there are times during the day when you have your peak. If you figure that out, you want to do your peak performance activities during your peak time. Mm -hmm. What we know like with brain tap is you can have two peak times because usually for most people that happens in the morning, right? When they do any evaluations of people, you get more work done in the morning. And in fact, a lot of places say we should only work six hours, but that's because they're going, going, going. But if you could take a break, we call it a brain break. You need a time for your nervous system to disengage. It's not always your psychology that's causing the problem. It could be your physiology. You're just pushing, pushing, pushing. And instead of eating healthy foods, a lot of people will forego health in exchange for convenience. And that so there's there's a lot of different stressors we're talking about. So if it's just pushing, pushing, if you're pushing through your brakes, pushing through your things, there's a reason they have the brakes they they did a lot of research and they figured out hey we can't keep working these people to death you know they need if we give them this 15 minutes of the coffee you know they'll come back mm-hmm. you know bright eyed yeah. and ready to give us two more hours you know mm-hmm. um but in our personal world and i and i like the way you planned it in your in your program because people should plan those times and they should also plan the times when they're recovering mm-hmm. recovery uh, we did a test uh with a Kansas City sport, this is a sports analogy, but it's from our research. And what we showed them with a professional athlete, when you work out, we can measure if they're recovering appropriately. So you can do this as a peak performer too, or or anybody out there that's wondering if stress is giving them resilience. So what you do is whatever you do at the start of your workday, use your smartwatch or whatever you use to measure your heart rate variability. And whatever that is, write it down. At the, when you burn, when you're feeling burned out, do another heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. Do something that's going to calm you down and whatever. What you're going to find, hopefully, like with brain tap, we know for sure, you're going to down-regulate, uh, really it's called up-regulating your HRV because you're going to have better flexibility. Now you're going to have more energy, more life and what you're going to do. If you don't recover, like if you're doing this on your own and whatever your practices are, in four hours... If your body doesn't go back, so you can do this at the end of the day for those that don't have the time to do it. So you start your workday, get a, get your HRV at the end of your workday before you leave the office, before you leave your room or whatever you're doing your work in. Check your HRV again that night, before usually before dinner or at least three hours before sleep. You should review your HRV. It's it probably going to be down about ten percent from what it was in the morning. That's normal. But if it's more than that, most people that we measure, their, their inflammation builds up because stress is going to the catabolic response of your body under stress, uh, the uh, cortisol levels. When you're going, going, going like you're talking about, your cortisol actually, a year of high stress, they found is three quarters of an inch of your brain melts away. It shrinks because of that cortisol. So cortisol only gets under control if you can down-regulate it. So you can't just keep pushing it. Like that person that says, I'm going through my breaks. I'm not taking lunch. I'm really working hard, 14 hours a day. Well, those are the people, like I give the example of the salmon. You know, every year the salmon co- go up the stream in Alaska. They they lay their seeds, they fertilize them, and they die two hours later. Mm-hmm. That's what people are doing in their life. They're, they're retiring and expiring. You know, our bodies... Almost everybody agrees that if we were living in a perfect scenario, minimize stress, eating healthy, great relationships, good water, air, all the things we need to exercise, these bodies should live to at least 120 years old with good function. You know, the they didn't give the the elders in the tribe got the wisdom, not the young people. So when people say, oh, you're supposed to have dementia, you're supposed to have. No, you're not. Our bodies are designed to give us really good health all the way through. And we all know certain people that live to be 108 or 90s and their Mm. their faculties are about them and they might not even need healthy. There could be the genes, you know, that they have. But we can set ourselves up for success by noticing when you the one thing that uh, anybody can do for their health is when you notice you're stressed what are you doing do you run and get a coffee or a coke or you know some kind of soda that's that what you're doing there is you're basically putting a black tape over your your light on your car that says your engine lights on and then you're, <laughs> you're basically yeah, putting so kerosene in it. you know you're that's a signal that says it's time to do something now you don't always have to do like my thing brain tap but you could do breath Breathing techniques. That's probably one of the best things people can do when they're, especially at work. You could be sitting in front of your computer doing some breath routines. Maybe it's a box breathing. You know, uh, breathe in six, hold six, breathe out six. Let you know, let it out for six. Or you could, you know, the one I like to teach people before sleep to really get into that deep parasympathetic sleep is the four eight breathing. So there's there's a lot of different breath. In fact. I don't know if you've seen on the Brain Tap app, but we now have about 30 sessions of breath work while people are doing oh, Brain Tap because it, it's really important that people learn how to breathe. The, yeah. the more stress we have, the less we breathe. It's it's uh, a yeah. it, it's just one of those syndromes that has happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, how do you, uh, manage your stress levels, Patrick, because you've been building this incredible company. I see you all the time on Instagram lives and, you know, mm-hmm. on conferences and you're a busy person. And, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'm always like, wow, I'm so impressed by how you're working. Like how, how do you manage your stress levels on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well, number one, I do plan out times to do when I wake up in the morning, uh, I'm at the office right now, but at my house, when I wake up, I have a PMF mat with sound frequencies. And I do my brain tap every morning, uh, either a 10 or 20 minute session. That's every morning. And I also have a meditation practice that I do. So um, I take an hour and just do, you know, myself, you know, before I eat, before I do, I don't drink coffee till 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And I usually will have a cup you know, to, because I like the taste of it. I like to, and I do intermittent fasting. Uh, So they usually eat around 12 or one. When I eat, I only eat for an eight hour period of time. So I've got to, the longer I can put it off, the better for me because sometimes we eat later than we should because of doing things like being on calls and things. And then every day, uh, in fact, even today, uh, my schedule is blocked at two o'clock every day because I know at two o'clock your temperature drops. And you're going to start to get tired. It's just, it's a natural physiological effect. So what I do at that time, it's on my schedule, it's booked. Everybody knows not to mess with that. Now, if <laughs> when I get some, like, I, I've i had some pretty big interviews that I will move, you know, if, if it's a TV interview that has to be in that time period, but I'll do it at 2.30 then, or, you know, mm-hmm. before it, I and know. I will block that out every day. I've not, I've not missed a day of using our technology since i created it the um and because i've seen the physiological effects i don't typically listen to uh, my sessions at night anymore i used to when i first started but i sleep so well i usually get i usually sleep in the 98 to 100 bracket of any whether it be my aura ring or bio strap or any of those because i know how to master deep sleep and I just put myself into that sleep. But when I'm on the road, when you see me on the road, I'm doing a brain tap in the morning and I'm doing one before sleep because a lot of times when you're on the road, you don't get that two o'clock. I might be, you know, meeting with people or something like that. And then I, I always, a, I've always got water going because I know that I need to drink half my body's weight in ounces of water. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, I'm going to watch what I consume because um, sugar is probably one of the most damaging things. And this is a point that a lot of people don't know is that your liver under a stressful event produces as much sugar as a candy bar. So if you if you think about somebody who gets um blood sugar problems, right? They go, I can't believe it. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat dessert. How did I get the well you it wasn't what you were eating, it was what was eating you. You know, your this stress because Mm -hmm. our body we used to eat very little sugar. In fact, you could get away with pretty much not eating any sugar. And they they've done study after study, we don't need all the carbs that, you know, especially the food pyramid. If people are still looking at the food pyramid, you need to flip that on its on its end and and do it the exact opposite because that food pyramid was designed for feed yards. It, it's to take a, you know, a, a small pig and make a big one for, for slaughter, you know, and you can see what's happened to the American people, you know, that, that mm. follow that that rule. Um, you want to reduce your sugar. You want to get the relaxation you need. And we do a lot of light therapy at our house. We're, we're testing out a piece of, that's really cool. I, I need to, once we get it done, you'll learn about it through brain tap. But John Ott, uh, he's the guy that uh, everybody's quoting his research about different full spectrum light. He's He's dead now, but his group is still around. And we used to work with them in the 80s. So they contacted me about six months ago and said they have this new uh, daylight, they call it, and it basically resets your circadian rhythm. So I I always read in the morning, too, for about a half hour, 45 minutes, you know, Uh a real book, because I get a lot of books given to me, or I go on an interview with somebody and they tell me about it. So when I'm, and I can read pretty fast, but I read with that light every morning and it resets Uh my circadian rhythm. So there's... We're always doing things with light, and always experimenting with myself. You know, if you came <laughs> to our lab here in BrainTap, we have a 14 station biohacking lab. That when our doctors come in, they go through. So, you know, if I if I'm feeling drained or stressed, I I have nobody to blame but myself. I have all the tools here, so you know, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. <clears throat> but
0: you do feel still stressed from time to time, I assume, right?
1: Oh yeah, you get well. I think, uh, I believe in when I was doing my research, the Buddha said all unhappiness stems from unfavorable comparisons. And I think that's what brings about a lot of stress is Mm -hmm. we think we should get something done or we have, like I have a team of 39 people working at BrainTap now. I know when we probably first started working, I probably had six, you know, so it just keeps building. And now I don't know what most of them are doing. You know, I'm not in charge of them anymore. We brought in a CEO. And so I can do what I do. I I like to do the research. And, you know, I have to be available to do speaking. I'm going to a biohacking conference down in Vegas. I leave tomorrow. It's going to be a weekend event. And so these are the kind of things I like to do. So when you're first starting a business, of course, you're the janitor, the bookkeeper, (laughs) you know, everything it takes to get it done. I'm now fortunate that, pretty much I can do what I want on a day-to-day basis as far as, mm-hmm. but I, I, and I still work a lot. My wife's always reminding me that, you know, I can't stop. <laughs> you got to live, live ever, by
0: your own values. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. I don't really feel like I'm working. It's like, it's always mm-hmm. fun. And if I do, when I start, I know myself personally, when I start to falter or feel stressed, like if I'm going to go in and do a recording I will always do a brain tap session before I do that recording, because I don't want, I know the voice, there's a lot of analysis now that shows voice analysis and stress and things. And so I can, I don't want that to come across on my recording, I want it, I want it to be focused and calm, and yeah. you know, things of that nature. Yeah,
0: I actually just had a podcast interview with a nervous system and adrenal support coach, and she was actually talking about exactly that. She was talking about um, how we should connect with people on a day-to-day basis that have that not have a lot of stress, that are more like therapeutic, because yeah. your brain and your nervous system matches those frequencies, um, and you can pick up when you're working with people that are stressed all the time, and that and you'll just match that energy.
1: Yeah, you know, animals are really smart. You know, I have, uh, out of my grandkids, my my granddaughter is so calm, relaxed. Animals all love her. But my grandson, he's like a phonetic machine. He's just, he's always, you know, he's an athlete. You know, he's a little athlete. So he's like, but he loves dogs and cats, but they they like repel from him. And he, and I said, you just got to breathe. A I'm trying to say, Eli, just breathe, relax. But his energy, people can feel that when he comes in the room. He's just like a ball of, you know, they say he's a ball of energy. You know, that's what he is, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it doesn't work when you try to be with animals for sure,
0: yeah, that's really interesting um what is you you were just mentioning you have eleven studies um that are coming out, and I think um as I watched the Instagram live actually this morning, you said that they are coming in a book,
1: yeah, if They're you go to Amazon them? now, actually uh, I yeah. published them oh, great. it's um it's brain fitness research with brain tech brain tap technologies, and great. it's a um it's actually a perfect bound book. I think we actually included right. your study in there. So your your studies in that book, uh, telling people about it and uh you know things of that nature. We are we're going to continue to increase that. Our doctors wanted to know cuz when I talk about the studies they go, where are all these? And so we sent them to them, but they wanted us to organize them all in one place so they could put them in their front lobby, you know, or their, you know, reception mm-hmm. area so people could mm-hmm. realize that brain tap actually has been researched. And, and this research, unlike A lot of people this is our research it's all about our equipment you know it's not somebody else's research doing visualization or you know Mm -hmm. using light therapy or sound therapy this is actually using brain tap Mm -hmm.
0: so let's talk a little bit about brain tap because we've been talking a lot about it and people that are listening to you the first time they're probably like so (laughs) what does brain tap do can you tell us a little bit about that
1: Right, the, the the main some of the main things brain tap does it does a lot of physiological things but the main thing it does it's going to train the brain that's why we call it brain fitness when we're in, a, we're in everyone is in a constant state of low-level chronic stress nowadays there's just so much going on it's not it's not the 1940s anymore where you know we have this island time where we don't remember <laughs> what's going on you know the news cycle all that so we're going to down regulate, the sympathetic system, the sympathetic system, we call that our survivor brain. So most people are running around; their survivor brain is locked in. If you want to think about that as your gas pedal, and they've got that pushed to the floor because they they want to succeed at all costs. Go go go! And then you have this parasympathetic system that's the brake, and so they never get to the brake because the gas pedal is mashed down. So what we do is we're going to disengage and train the brain because there's five primary brain waves. And while we're talking here, our primary brainwave should be beta because we're having a conversation and we need to have alpha involved, which is the one that's a daydreaming kind of state between being awake and sleep. You need that to speak. So if you're not relaxed when you communicate, that's why people have a fear of public speaking. As soon as they stand up, they get stressed out, they lose alpha, and they don't remember what to say. You know, the information's there, but they can't get to it. So what BrainTap does is it gives you the ability or the capacity to practice getting in and out of these other brainwaves, just like heart rate variability. They know that you want to be able to handle stress. You want to be able to relax. If you stay stuck in any neurological state, that's unhealthy. We now know any one brainwave state is also not healthy. So we're going to train it. So for instance, as we get better looking and more intelligent with age, there's a brainwave that's called SMR, sensory motor rhythm. This is the brainwave that if you don't exercise it, you're going to lose cognition you're going to lose your balance and equilibrium and somebody's going to tell you it's your muscles well muscles have something to do with it but what moves the muscles the brain it's the the, <laughs> the brain so we have to train the brain first so anything you're doing for instance we we've actually shown when we were when we were featured in people magazine we showed them just by tuning up your brain you can increase your metabolic function by over 25%. That was in one of our studies. So just by, you didn't have to do anything to change your diet, nothing. You didn't have to do any work. You just basically tuned up your brain. Once your brain started regulating what we call the master brainwave, which is a mixture of all five of those, not just one of them. And that's what we trained to. Then your metabolism starts to return again like it was when you were a child. Most people, when they're kids, of course, they could eat whatever they wanted, do whatever they wanted. Of course, they were more active. But their nervous system, you could get away with doing things because the nervous system was tuned up. The other is that we're gonna, we're gonna see a big increase in memory, focus, and concentration with brain tap. Um, we always say that uh, when we're talking about our morning sessions, We call it digital coffee for a reason, because when you wake up in the morning, you should be supercharged, ready to go. You know, that's if you've had a good night's sleep, we all had that feeling. They go, wow, I slept really good and you can get more done. Well, that should be the normal. Not like you shouldn't, you'd be celebrating every morning if that was the case. And then in the middle of the day, when we have that lull time, like you said, it's going to help to pick up that energy. So what we did with in your case was BrainTap took information people didn't know or we're just learning about, because there's a lot of stress in learning. People don't, don't realize mm-hmm. that. So to master something, they say it takes 10,000 hours, right? And our goal is, how can we change that? What we showed at Quantum University was we could take a 10,000-hour course, reduce it down to 3,000. So if you can if you can cut off two-thirds of the learning, because you're, you still have to do it, you still have to do the work, but now how quickly can we get that into the subconscious so you start acting on that information? That's where brain tap excels but the main reason people use it though is sleep is to get them better sleep i mean when we look at our statistics like the six million listenings i would say at least a third of them were our our delta series <laughs> to get people to sleep people aren't yeah. sleeping very well nowadays so yeah. we need to get No, them for sure
0: yeah mm-hmm. and i i always have like the people like i have a live um session going on right now with the peak performance method program and people always tell me ah. Oh, like I'm listening to it but I'm always falling asleep and I'm like that's actually a good thing so don't worry about it if you're falling asleep because it will actually improve your sleep quality so yeah and so um t- tell us a little bit more about neuroplasticity as well so um cool. I-, I was just thinking I remember that the last podcast interview that we did together was specifically on the five um, brain- brainwave states so if people are interested to listen to that one I'll share the episode in the show notes below so you don't have to re- worry about um, that. But let's talk a little bit more about neuroplasticity as well.
1: So when we think about neuroplasticity today, uh, think of it as energy. The more energy we have in the brain, the more neuron connections, the smarter. So I always tell people, think of neuroplasticity like when you go to buy a computer and it says it's a 660 or 880, you know, whatever it is. We always want a faster computer. I don't know anybody that goes to the store and says, you know. I have a fast computer, I'd like a little slower one. You know, that that's, that doesn't <laughs> happen. So our brain works better with energy. So what we're doing with brain tap is we're gonna be we're gonna put light in, retinal flashing, your eyes are closed, and lights into the ears. Now, sound also brings in energy. We've all been to parties and we didn't really want to be there, but they started playing music we liked. We start tapping our toes, start dancing a little bit. (laughs) And our friends might say, I thought you didn't want to come. And you go, well, they're playing my music. That's because every cell of our body has these collector cells, which are called chromoforms. And these, these chromoforms are like little batteries at the cells that feed the ATP production. ATP is what we need to heal. So when we think about brain and neuroplasticity, what we're really looking at is how much energy did we produce? So we can produce that energy by sunlight or uh, I like to tell people, they now know the most under-prescribed nutrient is sunlight or, or light. It doesn't have to be sunlight, but it can be you know manufactured by some of these biohacking experiences. And they, but that light builds this neuroplasticity. So once you have the energy in the brain. Now the brain can do something with it. Uh, You can heal, you can grow. The study that I I mentioned that's part of that 11 piece was a pilot study we did with women, 55-65. And in six weeks, we showed that we improved their neuroplasticity by 49%. And they were no longer on the spectrum. So now they have to at least do brain tap three times a week to maintain that. But when we, we're going back, we're, we're checking in with them a year later, like we did with the, with the other study. Every person in the study is still doing a minimum of twice a day. Now we had them do it three times a day when they're when you're in that situation. Okay. So yeah. when, think of neuroplasticity, like our brain, think of it like a hard drive. All the information's there, but there's something called a file allocation table, right? That most people don't might not know about, but that's how your computer knows where to go get the file. Right? It's a it's an abbreviated version of, hey, this, what happens if you don't have neuroplasticity is our personal file allocation table gets rewritten and says, you know, we don't have enough energy to hold the information for all the files. You know they're there, but you can't get access to them. So the brain just starts, the, the less energy just starts shrinking. And our brain, every night, for instance, if when we go to sleep, they say that our brain dehydrates. It actually loses about three-quarters of an inch. But then when we drink water in the morning and liquids, it rehydrates. But if you're chronically de- dehydrated, the brain never comes back. And that's why people that are dehydrated get headaches and foggy brain and all those things. Mm-hmm. But you can't have energy without without water. And that's why for a brain and neuroplasticity we found adding like Celtic salt, you know, the mineralizing the water. So you can, that the brain needs that just like a battery would need that kind of um, acid kind of content to, to do it. So the brain, think of every cell like a battery and neuroplasticity is when those cells communicate with one another through uh, these dendritic connections. And then what happens is once the brain knows those neurons that are firing together, they'll start wiring together creating a program. And a perfect example is people who speak more than one language. Right. So uh, that's a brain circuit. That's neuroplasticity. But in my case, when I was seven years old, my brain said, you know what? We're not going to learn another language. We're with our tribe. This is the only (laughs) language we're going to do. So uh, it shut down that circuit. My, and probably in your case, you speak a couple of languages. Our science officer speaks six languages. He's from Brazil. In Francisco, we were walking through, through India we're there for three weeks. He's speaking Hindi before we're leaving. And I said, Francisco, wow. when did you learn Hindi? He goes, I didn't. I, I've just picked it up since I've been here. Because he still had the brain circuit that learns language. We don't. The way we teach language is ridiculous. We don't learn it that way as a child. Could you imagine setting down an infant and teaching them how to do that? We we learn through immersion, and our brain just figures it out. It's this wonderful mechanism, mm-hmm. but it can't happen without neuroplasticity. If the brain was fixed, like my brain, the neuroplastic part of language got overwritten because it. Our brains always looking to conserve energy, and in, in, but it's like a muscle. So when you know when you're out there exercising going for your hikes, riding your bikes, doing all those things, you're building up the muscles. At first, those muscles rebel. You know, they say, hey, I'm sore. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But if the resilience comes because you give a time for a break, then you do it again. Then you give it a little time for a break, you do it again. And pretty soon the muscles start to build. And just like the muscles get stronger, so does the brain with the neural connections. And pretty soon the brain basically stays lit, uh, stays active, and doesn't shut down again. And that's really what we're looking to do. And and I think that I believe personally that any brain at any age can get better. I've seen it too many times. And what they're telling us in the medical world, the medical model is, no, we don't have a pill for it, so we can't fix it. The reality is pills don't always fix everything. You know, We have our own neurotransmitters, we have our own um, biology. And when we're using that biology to improve our brain function, that energy is going to sustain over the long run. Yeah. Tuning in that way.
0: Yeah. You know, when I hear you speak, especially today, I'm always thinking, I wonder when uh, Patrick is going to be interviewed um, at (laughs) Oprah. I'm always like, that's going to be the next step. That's going to happen because it's just so fascinating what you've been uh, doing and being able to research as well over the last few years with BrainTap. you know?
1: Yeah. We've had some pretty big, um, I've been interviewed just in the last two weeks by some pretty big uh, news, news outlets. Yeah. Uh, I was just on the news with uh, CBS. So hopefully it's coming, you know, we're yeah. we're getting there and they're opening up again so we can actually do some things. I, I'd yeah. like to, if I do do some interviews like that, I'd rather not be on zoom. I'd rather go into the studio and, do and it live. See, those, see those
0: people yeah. in person. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's wonderful to see how we are, finally getting back to almost the normal life. I've I've been talking to a lot of people that are starting to travel again. So it's it's nice to see that. Okay, well, um, you know, as always, I find it so fascinating to listen to you. And I know this is certainly not the last time that I have you on the podcast because you always have, you're just such a wealth of information and I'm learning something new every time so thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom with us um so a couple of things so brain is absolutely wonderful and i highly encourage everyone to at least check it out i will leave a um, um, link in the show notes to get i think it's a two-week first trial and um, to test out brain and see if you like it it's um really fascinating it helps with sleep It you know we were able to um, to research and uh, and prove that it actually helps with productivity because obviously when your mind is rested you have more capability to focus and to concentrate and that's obviously what you want to do as a peak performer um, and then as I mentioned as well we have two other podcast episodes um, already recorded <laughs> over the last two three years now um, so feel free to check that out as well and then I will also add the link to the show notes about the brain fitness research by Braintap. Mm-hmm. And I'll also add our link to um, our brain Braintap um, brain research that we did specifically on the peak performance method program. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And then is there
0: anything else um, Patrick that yeah. I forgot When they do, do
1: do that 15 that 15 day trial, there's also they get to download my full book, Drive and Overdrive. So they'll okay. learn a lot more there how to handle stress gives them some tips and things like that and it's a full book if you have a, like kindle or a, a book reader you can read it on your digital devices and, okay. and really learn a little bit more about it
0: i love that yeah Drive and overdrive. awesome well thank you so much um and i wish you a wonderful rest of your day
1: you too thank you for having me thank you.